It's the Seth Williams Show with Mike Kosoka. And here's your host, Seth Williams and Mike Kosoka. Hello, welcome to another hey. Monday night. Good evening. How are and you, Mike? another season. Yeah. Every day we do a show, it's a different season here in Cleveland or Northeast it like it. Uh Yesterday was a gorgeous day. Yeah. It was fantastic. Today, uh... I don't know. <laughs> I've been outside. And what is it like outside? Is it cold? Is it, yeah. It, tomorrow, the highs are in the 30s. It's going to rain. We're going to get snow over the weekend. And then, yeah. uh, I don't know, probably a tsunami. All right. I'm excited about tonight's show because you're talking about weather. And tonight is going to be, for the most part, all about weather. Uh, it's weather. a big climate change show. Um, for some reason, I see this show going two shows. Uh, tonight we have Jim Scott, first-time caller, Jim, from The Truth Show, uh, going to be joining us. And he's going to debate you, if you will, on the uh, climate so okay. About that. Yeah, I uh, I don't know anything about what he's bringing, but I know he's been at this and really prepared. And you did an awful lot of prep for the show to get all that stuff on top. So I'm hoping the combination of all of the work that he's done to get ready for the show and all of the comments our listening audience are going to have that with this, you know, spirited back and forth exchange, we might have some good show. Yeah, my uh, goal is to not have anybody hate each other by the end of this, and no. yeah, we're not going to you know start slinging names and that kind no. of thing. But you never know; it's happened before. Well, yeah, it's happened before, and a lot of people just you know bristled at the fact that I said, "Dude." Yeah. So, but we're we're going to have a, a good time, I think, with this one. I do um, too. Jim has prepared quite a bit for this. Okay. Uh, he is a good friend of mine. Him and his uh, lovely wife Sandy. Um, I have breakfast with them every Sunday morning at Goldie's in Strongville. Great place. <clears throat> and this past Sunday, we sat down. And immediately, he handed me a flash drive with 900 photos to go through with you at some point tonight. Uh, so that may, it may take like two, three shows to get through all this. Uh, but he is well prepared. So I'm excited about that. That is a good thing. He actually showed me. Well, we're not going to get into it now. No, uh, it's, right. it's coming. But yesterday I did something else, which I thought was kind of fun. We got Paul Rattle yeah. going to call in shortly. Paul Rattle is going to call in. He's got a question. So we're going to answer that question, whatever it is. But yesterday I went to East Palestine. Amazing. With yeah. your family. Yeah, with my wife and my daughter. Um, I posted pictures. You can see the pictures on my Facebook page and the show Facebook page, my personal page and the show Facebook page. Um, of the places that we went. Now, it was quite interesting, to be honest with you. Of course, East Palestine, where the train derailment happened. Um, everybody was very nice. I talked to quite a few people up there, and uh, they were very nice to us. Um, I did ask a couple of people if they'd like to come on the show. They said they were not comfortable with that. I said, that's fine. Um, but I did take a bunch of pictures, and we were actually able to drive up the road that was right near or next to the actual derailment part where all the chemicals and everything were. Wow. Um, I don't know if it was the safest thing or the smartest thing to do, but when we got there, there were just a couple of guys blocking the road. You can't go down to where all the heavy equipment was moving everything. Uh, right. 
you get close to it. And then so we took a right and went up this little hill to like this business parking lot. And I don't know why they didn't have it blocked off, but right there, uh, again, you can see the pictures on my Facebook page. Um, right there was the EPA truck. And then it had a command central truck as well. Um, and then we parked literally right next to an SUV that had government license plates on the back of it. And you know, we were able to get out of the car, walk over and take pictures. And um, nobody stopped us from doing anything. Um, we weren't guess, doing anything wrong. This is America. Yeah, but still, I don't know what kind of you know site that is, if it's a protected site. Um, True. There wasn't anybody like wearing masks or hazmat suits or anything like that. So I felt fairly comfortable. I, uh-huh. Didn't smell anything weird? I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool of you. And then, like I said uh, today, when you uh, filled me in, yesterday was Sunday, and if you saw trucks and tractors and people working all day yesterday, my comment was good for them because those people down there deserve it. They do deserve it. There was um, we did stop by the McDonald's where Trump was at, and he bought everybody uh, uh food, and that picture's on the site as well. Also. There was a car dealership, I think it was a dealership, that had a bunch of water, like pallets of water. And people could just drive up and nobody would hand it out. You could just drive up and take a get water if you wanted to. Did you take a look and see if whether or not that water was like expired, like they said it was? It, it did not look expired to me. And there was people, were people actually t- coming up and taking it. Um, and they said, I think old is a hell of a lot better than poisoned. <laughs> yeah, Either I mean, way. I. I didn't know water expired, to be honest. Well, actually, it has to do with how long it's in that plastic bottle, but that's a that's a story for Jim. All right. We'll, uh, we'll get into that, I'm sure, with yeah. the, uh, the climate change stuff. Um, but, yeah, you can leave your comments. We want you to get involved in tonight's show. Um, it was funny, though. We went to, like, a Dairy Queen there. Um, <laughs> uh, right in East Palestine, and I asked the, the kid behind the counter, I said, so how you doing down here? And the kid looked at me. He's like, oh, you're doing fine. Just making some ice cream and stuff. You know, work has been good. I said, no, no. Like, how, are, how are things in East Palestine at this point? I, you know, yeah, yeah. it's great that you're doing great at your job. I'm happy for you. I don't know you, but I'm happy for you. I was just kind of trying to get the feel on what's going on in the city. Now, That's there were a lot of businesses that were closed the closer you got to the actual site. Uh, but I'm assuming, it could have been just because it's Sunday. You know, it was, it yeah. Was... I got a question for you. Hey, wait, wait. Uh, did you see the dam they built to contain the chemicals collapse over the weekend? The chemicals are now once again uh, leaking into the water table. I did not see anything. You couldn't get that close to all that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't smell anything. And all the water that we were around, we, we kind of drove over. Like, they have little bridges down there that's kind of far up. But it was, um, I didn't see a whole lot of people on the streets, but there was, there was people out and about. Well, and not only that, but what are the odds that there would be a second train derailment in Ohio? Yeah, this one was, the second one was on the, the western part of the state, Yeah. Right? Same road. Well, there's only a handful. Sherrod Brown is sitting there complaining about all these train derailments. Yet that guy wasn't at one of the sites. He was in Hollywood, California, enjoying uh, uh, whatever he does out there. Uh, but 
you're going to complain about it, at least come up and you know be part of it, uh, Mr. Yeah. Sherry Brown. Yep. Uh, you can leave your comments once again, um, please. And Paul Rad will be calling in just a couple minutes. Looking forward to talking to him again. I don't know what he wants to call about. Yeah, I have no clue, neither do you. So we'll all be surprised. And it was funny. I was talking to somebody yesterday that in the news business, and I said that I was East Palestine talking to people, and um, he said, "Well, you probably ran into a bunch of liberals." You're kidding, right? What? Like every other sign in that town was, "We need Trump," or it was a Trump sign or Trump twenty twenty four. There was a Republican right. headquarters right downtown. Um, so I don't know what that guy was talking about, but there was a a lot of Republican support, if you will. Uh, but it, it's actually a very nice little town, nice little downtown. Uh, didn't see, you know, I, I didn't go the entire area, but it seemed like some nice little homes. And uh, but you could tell there were a lot of people that were not there anymore. Uh, yeah, there are still big chunks around the actual site where those people aren't even allowed back in their homes yet. I yeah, there, there are some homes you could tell there was no action going on. We drove by them. There's been, I think, four in Ohio the last five months, not to mention other states. Yeah. And then the statistic they gave out was that there's like a thousand a year. James is listening. Nice to meet you the other night, James. Got to meet James at your uh, at the local yeah. Strongsville. That was fun. Where you were performing. Yep. How'd that go? Go well? Good, good. Yeah, the great crowd. It sold out. Um, I introduced myself to James. Uh, part of the reason that he was there is he saw your post and he was looking for an opportunity to talk with you and meet you and he got to do both. So that was cool. Set was really good. I've got a, a show Friday at um, yeah, I'll think of it before the end of the but I, I'm Friday night and then uh, April 29th I'm headlining the Alex Theater at the 9. So That one I'm looking forward to. I want to get that yeah. Little by um, little, let's get back on track. I, I walked into the, the local, and you're like, are you staying? I was like, there was nowhere to sit. There was no place to sit. That place was completely sold out. Every yeah. table that I walked by had a sign on it saying reserve. Yeah. James says you killed it. Oh, so thanks. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was too packed for me to even stay. But unfortunately... There's always room for you, dude. You know that. My wife and daughter were there. My wife was tired, and my daughter was sitting in the car. And I don't think she was even allowed in there. Well, no, it's yeah, twenty-one and over. Twenty-one and over crowd, but and so, uh, but it looked like a great time. It was. I'm and I'm looking forward to more. And I tell you, you know, the material just writes itself. This world we live in. So I'm not. Yeah, you're telling me. Uh, Colorado is joining us now. Cool, Paul. How you doing? Well, I'm driving. I hope this doesn't affect the show here. I hope it doesn't affect your question. I hope you're not like leaving town because you're no, wanted. No, no, no. Don't worry about that. Oh, potholes. Got to watch out. <laughs> All right. So it's very important that I'm driving because I got a bowl tonight. You know, very, th very few things will keep me from bowling, but coming on you guys' show to ask you an important question is one of them. Okay. All right. Now, Mike, you and I have had discussions in the past week there when, uh, News came out about Fox and uh, this this courtroom going uh, this this going to the to trial regarding the Dominion voting machines and Maybe. Fox spreading news. Right, you and I talked about that, yeah, and I know. said 
I said, Fox is no different than CNN, MSNBC, and Newsmax. But you seem to think that, that Fox is the only station that is spreading propaganda. No, I don't think that at all. But I will tell you what the difference is. New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, ABC, NBC, they can all be sued because they purport to be a news organization and there are standards. Look at Fox's charter. Murdoch set Fox up to be entertainment. Fox has never been in the business of doing anything except entertainment. So they get to make stuff up. That's the difference. That's Boy, why I, I got to be honest with you, Mike. Maybe it's the, that, that, that's why this is a landmark case. Maybe it's the driving around, it was but I can't hear. That was the pothole back there. No, it, Fox, the, if this is successful, it'll be a landmark case. CNN it does nothing but entertainment. It right. does too. CNN, of course, was started as a new... Listen, I'm going to pull over and park. Sorry. I had to pull over and park because... Uh, Mike, you were sounding like a Casio keyboard with your bing, bing, bongs. So I'm sorry I didn't hear that. Except, Okay. <laughs> I think the, I think. We'll see if Paul can reconnect here. But uh, that you know that CNN was started as a news organization, and it was the only news organization around at the time. But now it is completely the opposite of what it started out to be, and it is nothing more than entertainment at this point. No, I, I completely disagree. Uh, I, okay, were, then you don't watch it enough because if you I watch would, Don Lemon in the morning, if you don't think that's goddamn entertainment, then forget about it. Actually, it's not entertainment because it's not funny. I, let me uh, finish. So, you know, I didn't say I even liked it. But I, what I will tell that. you is this lawsuit is over a very narrow, and this is why they're going to get caught. Every single one of the people named gave sworn depositions. This isn't the other networks talking about Fox. This is everybody from Rupert Murdoch on down. Hannity, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, all under oath giving depositions. And every single one of them said, we knew everything Trump said was a lie. We were afraid that our audience would get pissed off at us and move over to Newsmax. So we can't tell the truth. And they went on the very next day. And the reason why 60% of the party and 30% of the country still think that that guy wasn't lying is because of Fox. They did it on purpose. And here's the quote from Murdoch. It ain't about blue. It ain't about red. It's about green. Green. And so you can't give... If I'm the prosecutor, you can't. And you know what? CNN has been. CNN has been. You can't give a better line. How long did it go? Did it on purpose. We have other guests to get to at some point. CNN has right, been exactly. lying for two years about a vaccine and a, and a virus. So I don't want to hear about it. Paul, go ahead. But let, can I can I bring up my point though about what what you said, Mike? Goes yeah. in hand with what I'm saying. Okay. Sure. And this is what I'm saying. Now, did you watch that that latest Elvis movie uh, starring Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker? Yes. There was a scene in there when they were talking about merchandising Elvis and they had, I love Elvis buttons and they had Elvis pillows and they had Elvis. Everything was Elvis, Elvis, Elvis. So somebody pointed out that Colonel Tom Parker was also selling. I hate Elvis buttons. 
And he said, why would you sell I hate Elvis buttons? And they, they said, well, the hate's going to be out there. We might as well profit from it. Now, this comes to my point. Fox News is the I hate Elvis part of the people in this world that are trying to destroy America. See, they have people at the, at the media's uh, uh, networks that are leaning to the left, but they never had a representative network of people who were leaning to the right. So Fox comes along to fill that gap, but they are the I hate Elvis people. They're still working in cahoots with the people that are running CNN and MSNBC to offer the other side. Now, when push comes to shove, they're all on the same team, as the depositions say. They knew it was a lie, but they had to spread it. It was about the green. Well, it's about the green on the other side, too, plus the agenda that they 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 keep make green by keeping us hating each other. All of these networks keep us hating each other. They throw reasons why we should hate each other. If you're Republican, you should hate Democrats. If you're Blacks, you should hate Whites. If you took the injection, you should hate the people who don't take the injection. It never ends, and it doesn't matter what network. They got all of us covered, no matter which way you lean, okay? So my point is, is that, goes back to what you and I talked about, Mike, all of them are rotten. They're just rotten from different angles. And like I told you, the greatest accomplishment of Satan was convincing the world he doesn't exist. Well, I'm, I think I'm saying that they, that he does exist, and it's from all the networks. The networks are the devil. All of them. That They're so far down the totem pole. Stick around and watch the rest of the show. Actually, well, there's, watch it tomorrow. And James, I got every single thing Paul's saying, he's quoting what I told him about last time we talked. No, no, no. Not about the Elvis button. No, I know. Yeah. All right, Paul. I well, then, we're going to go to climate change, something a little bit more less hostile. Okay. Now, now, could I just say that climate change is a conspiracy theory that nobody wants to call a conspiracy theory because who controls the media? It's a conspiracy theory. Amen to it's, that. it's no less a conspiracy theory than what was being said about the COVID vaccine coming out of a lab. There's no proof to it. Oh, yeah, your scientists say that it's going on. I got scientists that say it isn't. It's a conspiracy theory. So yeah, if yeah. I'm a conspiracy theorist, so are they. Just because you label something a conspiracy theory doesn't mean that somewhere in everybody's misguidedness is a truth. Well, right. And that's exactly what I'm talking about with, with the, the, the COVID vaccine they were saying was a conspiracy theory. And now you got proof that it's coming out. Now, now I know it says low confidence on, on the Department of Energy. It says low confidence that it came out. But do you know why it's low confidence? Because China didn't give us access to make it high confidence. But everybody so cool. keeps on forgetting about that. That's because yeah. Dr. Fauci hit it. You can find a conspiracy theory as to why McDonald's only puts on a half a piece of cheese. I can work well, on that, you know. Somewhere. So if everybody's going to throw up their hands and say, oh, it's a conspiracy theory, it's a conspiracy theory, then guess what? They won. Because but it's a conspiracy theory until the consensus is. find the truth. Well, but, not, but everything's a conspiracy theory until the consensus no, no, is there. No, because a consensus can be dead wrong. Well, there we're was a time when tonight. everybody in the village threw virgins into a volcano because everybody thought it would make it rain. Just because there was a consensus doesn't mean it was right. 
You remember that there, Chisalka. All right, I'll let you go to the other guy. But uh, it was right, great Paul. talking to you, and I'll right. keep in touch with you. All right, Paul, Good, talk please soon. Please do. Bowl, bowl of 300. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get to a, a, a real con- – it's not conspiracy theory. It's just dead wrong. Uh, well, we're going to talk climate change. And we have uh, Jim Scott, first-time caller. Jim is joining us. We're going to talk climate change. And welcome to the show, Jim. How are you? I thought we are talking abortion. Hey. Well, no, not tonight, dear God. No, for God's sake, tonight. what are you trying to do? Oh, man, I got four hours of abortion stuff. Well, hell, we're gonna have to. We're gonna get canceled right off the bat. Well, <laughs> I like the wearing, sign behind you. Just saying. I'm yeah. wearing my shirt for our, my old fellow Ohioans down in East Palestine. Well, and uh, we're banned. So great. <laughs> great. It didn't we're take long. So. My buddy's behind me here, so watch out. Yes, I see that. Uh, all right. I love that, by the way. That's going to be good to look at tonight. Um, so we're going to be talking climate change. You guys are going to have a little bit of a debate, if you will. Jim came prepared, Mike. I'm telling you, we've got all kind of slides. We've got all kind of stuff to get into tonight. So okay. I'm excited about this. Um, all right. So where do you Let- want to start, Jim? I'll let Jim. How do you want to kick this off? We're going to be discussing. Jim, you obviously believe climate change is either not a conspiracy theory, but more of a they're lying. It's a, it's a natural phenomenon. The, the 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 temperatures change over the Earth's history, and we have people and humans have no bearing over it. It just happens, and I can prove it. Okay. Jeff says, "Don't be nervous, Jim." Okay. <laughs> this is not. Your, um, is this your first time calling the show? Yes, it is. Thank you. Actually, a second. <laughs> All right, Mike, but, are you prepared? Uh, I'm not a scientist. Please. This isn't a... First of all, let's be really, really, really honest. All I heard was, oh, Jim's got this, Jim's got this, Jim's got this. There hasn't been a single piece of information shared. So is it a debate? We'll see. Is it an ambush? Hell yes. But yes, I'm prepared. How do you consider it an ambush? I, I informed you that in he does debate, have evidence. There are two what, sides. Exactly. And so if you didn't gather evidence for your side, then it's not an ambush. It's, no. It's you it, not no. being prepared. No. He I, pre- was prepared. I told you he was going to be prepared. I told you that he has evidence. So it's nothing of an ambush. An ambush it, would be doing it without you knowing about it. You knew. No. No. Well no, ahead no. of time, what's going on? No. It's completely untrue. Because if you go anywhere, both sides know what's being argued and they know what the parameters are and they know what the formula is. Now, I'm not saying I'm not prepared, but this is far from a debate and I'm not the only one that knows it. I, I, I beg to differ because, again, you were informed. In a court of law, of the, the prosecution knows what the defense has and the defense gets their information from the prosecution. Well, it's a good thing that none of us are practicing law right now because we're in a I, podcast where we're actually going ahead and, and showing what we have. So I didn't get your motion for a discovery. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> either did I. But he was informed to gather evidence on his side if that's what he wanted to do. I'm not going to make. I'm not going to make any proclamations. I might make one prediction tonight. I'm just going to show how this climate change stuff is a hoax. It's been a hoax for fifty some years since it started back in the '70s, when I was a 17 year old junior at Euclid High School. And the proof 
is Mike, if you walk out your front door, turn to the north and start walking, you'll walk right in it. Show them number one, Seth. Show them number one. My proof is Greta Thornburg. If there's no more proof need needed, it's that she's an ass. Um, all right, here we go. Climate change. Number one. There there's, your, there's your proof right there. It's called Lake right Erie, there? one of the Great Lakes. You know how it was formed? Go to the next one. And I love this. You Google it. How was the Great Lakes formed? Well, about 20,000 years ago, the climate warmed. Imagine that. All of a sudden, the glaciers melted. And over 15,000 years, it formed the Great Lakes. Go to the next one. That's, that's proof enough for me. It warmed 20,000 years ago. No, it kind of happens. And there's how it progressed. Go to the next one. Is Mike actually looking the slides or are you just thumbing through papers? I'm looking I'm looking through the slides. Okay, so the temperatures warmed 20,000 years ago. So what what was around? Were there any cars? Was there any industry? Was there any coal-fired Electrical plants? Hell, there wasn't any, even any people, I don't think, walking around the planet 20,000 years ago. So how did the temperature change enough that it melted glaciers miles thick to form the Great Lakes? You're going to respond or are you just going to... No, it? I'm not going to respond every single sentence. Make your point and I'll rebut it. Okay, so he far, just was my point. He just true. did make a point. I don't disagree with that. That's exactly how the Great Lakes form, but it has nothing to do with climate change. Keep going. Wait, it does have something to do with climate change. When it, oh, for God's sake. 20,000 years ago and created the lakes. It says okay. right there the climate warmed. Oh, how because did it warm? The, the, before this warming thing you're on the, was the Ice Age. That's what oh. formed the glaciers that melted. Okay. All we're saying is in the last 50 years, the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere is 478% higher since the Industrial Revolution. And, and it has nothing. And, okay. and that affects nothing in the, in the, in the, uh, as far as climate change. You, you don't think so? No, there is an not at ocean all. Of I don't. All right. I, I should know better than to ask that question or you wouldn't be on this. There is an ocean of plastic. In the uh, there's an island of uh, plastic in the ocean, twice the size of Texas. As a matter of fact, there are five of them that size. And how did and it get the there? I'm not done. They're plastic, and what they do is they prevent the ocean because of the CO2 breaking them down into absorbing the heat and diffusing it in the ocean, which is the way things on this earth balance themselves out for all of those years. What's happening now is we're raising the acid levels in the ocean and we are going to ruin all of the animals that live in there and the coral reefs and the ability of the ocean to absorb the excess heat so that it doesn't get warmer and warmer and warmer and warmer. And that's a direct result of what we've done for the last 150 years. 
There isn't anything about cars or industry or oil or smog or any of that stuff that we've discovered since the 70s. And actually, it was the 50s. But you chart the amount of plastic that was produced in 1950. And here's the other part of the conspiracy that you're talking about, but you're misguided on. The conspiracy is between people like Bill Gates, the World Bank, and the petroleum industry because they knew that the change away from carbon-emitting vehicles and industry was coming. They are going to make their money by moving over to plastics because one of the other fallacies of the climate change, and it's more of climate affecting, not changing, but it's actually change if you use the word the right way, is, oh, well, China and India, they're not going to stop using coal and natural gas. Well, guess what? They're making our plastics. Because in order to move those numbers off of our ledger, we moved our industries that produce plastic to India and China. And if you look at the 250 million acres of farmland that Bill Gates and the World Bank have purchased over the last 20 years, it's a direct result of the fact that we can't clean the oceans up. We're going to produce a billion tons of new plastic a year by 2050. And it's too expensive. Nobody will take credit for it. Nobody will stop it. We're never going to get rid of plastics. And so this is what's coming. And this is why I get a little agitated when everybody says, oh, it's you liberals and you Democrats. No, I am a liberal. I'm a Democrat, but I'm just as wrong as you are. That's why I can throw stones, because while we debate this stuff, they're getting away with reorganizing the entire world government, how you eat, where you can go, how much you can travel, what you can drive, what you can read. Believe me. There's more going on to affect the children in Florida, in China, and at the World Bank, and in Bill Gates's office, and in a list of things that I'll find and read off, because there isn't anything I've said so far that you can't research with credible evidence. And what does that have to do with climate change? I'm I'm still trying to figure that part out. Because the CO2 that we've released in the last 50 years are accelerating What's going on in the ocean? They, they That's a lie. They, they That's a lie. According to Noah, the temperature of the ocean, the highest temperature of the ocean, averages between 86 and 88 degrees. Okay. I mean, it used to. Accurate. Yeah. They literally just put out a story like two weeks ago saying that the ozone that was supposedly being deteriorated because of hairspray uh, has rebuilt itself. No, who's they? Who produced that story? I'm sorry, your scientists. NASA, NASA, and Noah. As a matter of fact, that's who produced those studies. Because if you Google, if you bring up NASA's webpage right now, take a look at the chart that's on the front page that shows that the amount of CO2 emission in the last 150 years is 400 percent greater than it ever was in the history of the earth. That's from year zero. It's higher, that much higher than the millennia, which is all of the ups and downs and ebbs and flows 
of what was a living, healthy, breathing planet until we started doing things like filling it with plastic and dumping it with way too much CO2. I'm ready for the slides when you need them, Jim. We're throwing the plastic in the ocean then. And that's the big secret that even the oil companies don't want to tell you. They have been moving towards producing all the plastic because they knew they were going to stop selling oil for cars. They knew that. It's no secret that every single automobile maker has an electric car at exactly the same time. Okay, what, what I'm going to ask you for... That's you, because they got... That's because they got big uh, money from the government no. to go towards electric cars. No, they didn't get that. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. It's in that. the little transfer. It's in the $6 trillion that Biden just signed over to everybody. Okay, well, there's where, that's why you're wrong, Jim. Biden signed, the Biden didn't sign anything except within the last two years. Do you know how long the electric Mustang and the electric F-150 and the electric cars and the electric Ram truck, do you know how long those have been on big autos drawing board? 10 years? The, the same 15 or 20 going back to when you and I were, in, were kids. And how many are they selling of them? It doesn't make any difference. It's what they're going to do. I'm not. They're, they're not producing them like you're, they're going to jam them down our. You're, you're talking like they're going to jam them down our throats. I think we're kind of losing sight of the uh, topic at hand here. No, You're going political. I'm asking you how the goddamn cars we're driving are ruining the environment and destroying our, our climate. I watched a, a news report a couple weeks ago where they said, yeah, we broke a record today with uh, how cold it was. It hasn't been as cold since 1957. Well, okay, One we didn't break a record then because, you know what, it was just as cold in 1957. Okay, so, global warming again, has nothing to do. We're talking about global warming. We're talking about climate change, and you're going to give me a political thing about electric cars. No, I'm not I'm asking you to give some proof as All to right. how everything is changing the climate and how it's changed over the past how many years. He just All showed right. you that over the past twenty thousand years, the, the climate changed and got warmer, and the glaciers melted and formed the lakes. The plastic pollution crisis that overwhelms our ocean is also a significant and growing threat to the Earth's climate. At current levels, greenhouse gas emissions from the plastic lifestyle threaten the ability of the global community to keep global temperature rise below 150 degrees centigrade. With the petrochemical and plastic industries planning a massive expansion in production, the problem is on track to get much worse. If plastic production and use grows as currently planned by 2030, the emission could reach 1.34 gigatons. I'm going to skip because you want to hear the whole stuff. And who's this from, Greenpeace? Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, I mean, what's your source? The same NASA that quoted the the uh, temperatures that Jim was referring to. Those are well, the... I'll make a list of the companies that are telling the truth and the other said... And here's the other thing. This is why you can't even... You got to set parameters. Global warming has nothing to do with how hot it was yesterday. Global warming is talking about the ability of the planet to keep the ice caps solid. That's a line of crap, too, about the ice caps are melting. 
the, the, the ice caps may not, but the amount of glacier stuff that that we've lost. That's a line of crap, too. <laughs> you haven't seen the pictures, Jim? You haven't seen the pictures? Of the okay, hold on. Let's, let's go through. Here. Bring up a I got picture it. of Greenland. Bring up a picture of Greenland in the last 20 years. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of these pictures that you're talking about, but again, the, the climate changes over time. Um, I hate to tell you, Al Gore told us we'd be dead uh, 20 years ago, and nothing happened. Here's some of the predictions that were made back in 1970. Yeah, by Give who? me a slide number. I'll go to it. Let's see. Uh, pick number 22. There you go. Okay, here, we only got 12 years left. Actually, we only got four because this was in 2019. Go to the next one. Okay, that's a political, that's very scientific, you're right. Go to the next one. So's that. Okay, here, a Harvard biologist predicted in 1970, civilization's gonna end within 15 to 30 years unless we do something. He's a biologist. Here it is, 52 years later, and I think I'm still alive. He's a biologist. The scientists have been been recruited, in some cases, by conservative think tanks to put out statements that they get paid for to confuse people. Was Al Gore? <laughs> oh, okay. Go to the next one. Well, Here, between in 1970... 100 to 200 pe million people are going to starve to death in the next 10 years. So okay. did we hear about that? And that's from Mademoiselle magazine? I don't know. It says this right is, on your sheet, you're quoting Mademoiselle magazine. This is quotes from the people that made these quotes back in the first Earth Day. In Mademoiselle magazine. I guess they did. Holy cow. I'm using Google. You know, the the nice liberal, you, the you, liberal. Uh, as a man, you're tank. not even allowed to read that magazine in Florida. Good. Go to the next one. By 1975, the world's going to be, there's going to be no food left anywhere. Another okay. wrong statement. Go to the next one. Okay. Between 1980 and 1989, Four billion people are going to die. Now, at the time, in 1989, there was only, I think, 5.2 billion people on the planet. So That's we're talking, there. you're talking 80% of the people are going to die on the planet. It's 65 million out of, out of the people in the United States, which was 25% of their population. They're all going to die off. Who's Ehrlich? Jim, you're, there's no science to any of this. These were the this was the first these were the speakers of the first Earth Day. These were the predictions they were making. This is what we're getting from Al Gore and from John Kerry today. Well, the first, yes. What Jim? Jim, this is what happened when we first started noticing that the emissions were affecting, not causing, but having an impact. All kinds of people went nuts and said all kinds of stuff that wasn't true. But none of it had even been studied by then. 
What I'm telling you is they know and the information is out there and I'm not talking stuff that did. Yeah. Okay. Um, cows actually there's more methane trapped underneath ice already around the planet but that's doesn't discount the fact that methane has an effect in the atmosphere we are well here's the thing we are not even living like we care because the prevailing attitude is we got to make money anyway anyhow at all costs and whatever happens the earth will just get over it and get used to it the George earth will be Carlin. here long before exactly. we're and, dead. And George Carlin said it even better than I can. Hit it George right on the Carlin head. Said, the earth doesn't it, care. Even if we all die, the he, earth. He didn't say that. Die. He didn't say the earth doesn't care. He said the earth will be here long after we're gone. Yeah. And he also said they it won't care because when we're gone, it'll probably issue a big sigh of relief and say, thank God those losers are gone. No, what he said was, you think plastic bags are the cause of the problem? No, it's not. Man didn't do this. That's what George Carlin was saying. Well, I only played the clip 9,000 times. So have I. I mean, you know, <laughs> we've uh, talked with him. It, it, the, the thing about what was there early, but here, well, it that it still does. That party was right on. But the thing about it is, the worst possible thing we can do is not be part of the discussion as to what kind of Skinner box we're all going to get shoved into. Because here's the stuff about, this is where I thought there'd be a big bridge and an olive branch and we finally open up and see what I'm talking about because you're not the enemy and I'm not yours. The thing about it is... Here's the enemy. What? No, right it's there. bigger than that. It, it, it is so much bigger than that. When we are told what to eat, how to eat, and here's a, the other thing. It's not even like... We're not talking World Forum. That's another show. Please. That, yeah, that's, you can't talk the, about the, the, the economic, the, 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 the gates controlling the world and making us eat bugs and that. That's a total different story. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that at all. But this is a lot more realistic. When there's no more plankton and the stuff that eats the plankton isn't around for the big fish to eat. Yeah, and but the see, ocean it, collapses. Mike, now, they've been predicting that since the 70s. Here, no. the, it's there's going to be no sunlight. The, the pollution is going to be so bad. The rivers are going to die. There's going to be no fish in them. Uh, let's see. In 1973, there's supposed to be such a smog epidemic, 200,000 people are going to die in each city. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Your world starvation by seven, by 1990, the whole world's going to be starving except for Europe, North America, and Australia, and us. Everybody else is going to be all dead. Not dead, but they're an awful lot of starving. Is that happening? This was predicted back in 1970, Mike. Did, it, did in the last 52 years? Did you hear of any of this? It's going any of it. Not even your buddy Sam Kinison, his little bit about the starving people, about moving them to where the food is. I, I it didn't that. happen. But the the. Everybody Go to the next one. Predicted the same thing with the grain crisis coming out of the Ukraine. Africa. Here, 
Here, by 1985, air pollution will have reduced the amount of sunlight reaching Earth by one half. Okay. Is that happening? You can't put up number nine without where this quote is from. Because if this quote was put out by the Cato Institute, or if this quote was said on Rush Limbaugh's show, it's all part of the machine to lie to people. But if it was put out by your people, then it's the people that tell the truth. Is that what you're saying? No, it has nothing to. You don't know until you find out who said this. This is it's Life Magazine. Science. It's just Life Magazine. Life Magazine. Oh my god! Man, I'm going to kick you off the show. It was a reported Life Magazine. They're taking a quote from it. Okay. Go to the next one. You call Rush Limbaugh a liar one more time. I'm going to kick you off the show. All right. All right. <laughs> Here, at the present rate of nitrogen buildup, sunbeam matter of time, the light's filtered out, and none of our land is going to be usable to grow anything. Has that happened? Are we even close? If this is 200 of the 400 slides, I'll concede every single one of these because every single one of these is worthless. Well, We're not so are you. science here. Mademoiselle, Bye. Time, Life, and Newsweek is not a scientific journal or discussion. Would he quit? Did he hang up? I guess so. Oh, my God. And that's my fault? Well, you do have a way of talking down to people. I mean, he's giving you stuff that is by quotes by scientists. I mean, I don't know what the hell you want from a guy that's actually giving you quotes from a scientist. What the fuck do you want? You want to look up your scientists? No, no, is that no. what you want? You want everything handled by your people, whether it's CNN, MSNBC, whatever it is. No. If it comes from somebody that he looks up to as a scientist, then you want to say, screw it. It's not worth it. And it's worthless. Say he looked I mean, that's up a piece of shit attitude to take, quite honestly. And I'm really getting kind of tired of you running off every guest that I have on the show. Because he was giving you people that actually say things that he believes and showing you scientists that are saying those things. And then you're going to sit there and say those are worthless? In the discussion, that's fucking we were, pathetic, dude. To be honest with you, and it Seth, really kind of pisses me off. Seth, my point was that there's a bridge there between what's going to happen when we are told what we can eat, where we can travel to, and all of that kind okay, of stuff. I don't give a shit what and he said, are. put what up the next is, slide. No, what I'm telling you is, is there as a guy that did a lot of research that put out slides that are actually pretty good and giving you quotes from scientists. Throughout the years, from the first Earth Day, from the 80s, from the 70s, Obama bought a house on the water. Apparently, he didn't think that the uh, it was going to go underneath the water. Um, and he has his stuff prepared. And you're going to come on and insult the guy again I'm and talk ins- down to him like he's three years old. Who Seth. the hell would say, this? Th- if we're going to go through all these slides, then it's worthless? Seth. I mean, that's really disrespectful, dude. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. I- and, and if that's the kind of show you want to do, do it on your own. No. Or find somebody else to do it with. Because it no. ain't going to be me. I'm not going to have you disrespect my guests like that. Not only my our guests, guest. my friend. Our he guest. had, he literally had stuff from scientists, quotes from scientists. What? So you don't believe his scientists, but we're supposed to believe yours. No. It was supposed to be a discussion. You want to call his proof, what he did, his work that he did, the research that he did, worthless. That's crap. And I don't like that kind of attitude. I don't like that kind of attitude toward my guest and my friend. Our guests. No, no, no. Our. No, I hate to tell you because if I don't care because you know what? Try if, even the if that was our guest, guy, if that was our too. guest, I wouldn't treat them like that. 
If it was somebody that you had on the show, I wouldn't treat them like that. All right. That's I who I am. I didn't treat him. You did. Away. When you say Seth, his stuff is worthless, that's Seth. crap. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, okay. Nice diatribe. But here's my question diatribe. to you. Diatribe. You want to go fuck yourself? I'll take you off the show. No, I don't want to go fuck myself. But I will answer the ask you this question. <clears throat> What in God's name does a disagreement or an argument over the facts and opinions have to do with anybody else's personality? Because what I'm telling you is, is that you can disagree with facts or opinions, but when you start calling the guy's evidence, what he has, the scientists that he gives you, and the stuff that he put a lot of work into worthless, that's crap. It really is. No. Because a scientist writing in a peer-reviewed journal or in a significant scientific publication and not being quoted in the media that everybody says has an uh, agenda isn't argumentation, it isn't debate, it isn't facts, it isn't even opinion. So what's facts to you? Because what you looked up is fact? Is that what you consider facts? I mean, it's supposed to be a discussion of what research. you guys think about things. It was supposed to be a discussion of what he thinks and then a discussion of what you think. All right, and, then let's do a couple call commercials and call him back. And talk, all right. He, and so you he should call him back. You want me to call him back? You should call him back. He you should call him back. Me. You should call the Flat Earth guy back. And you should apologize to the way you treat people. No, I, I mean, didn't. You talk down to people, and it's it's quite frankly annoying. I mean, it really is. I mean, the guy had evidence that he wanted to produce to you, and he had stuff that he wanted to show you. And instead of arguing the facts or whatever you consider facts, you wanted to call what he did worthless. And I don't like that. Yeah, okay. I, I think that's and here's what I don't disrespectful. Like. Here's it's what I don't completely like. disrespectful. I made the whole point about plastics and the ocean and all of that stuff, and he said, "Put up the next slide," and it was a quote from Mademoiselle. That's disrespectful. No, okay, because it's an article in a magazine that you don't like? No. Because yes, it is. Well, no, it wasn't disrespectful to give you stuff that he put his effort into and work into. What was disrespectful is you sitting there saying what he did was worthless. The guy had 40 slides that I had to sit there, oh, by the way, and download all day long. I completely and, understand and, that. So, and you're going to call what I did worthless, too? I, I mean, I put a lot that. of work into that. You don't make and he that did, too. And, you don't and you're going to sit there either. and say worthless. I mean, that's, that really is crap, dude. I mean, that really is. It, it, it's annoying to me. And somebody says, calm down. I'm not going to calm down. It's my fucking show. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. But you're not going to treat my friends and our guests that way. It's just not going to happen. Calm down. What do you mean? If I don't like it? Yeah. Are you talking to me? Absolutely, I'm talking to you. Because I'm not going to sit here and let you talk to people like that. You insulted the Flat Earth guy. He'll never come on the show again. Now you insulted a friend of mine who will never come on the show again. And, I mean, what do you want? You okay. couldn't just hear the guy out? You couldn't just hear what he had to say? You I, had to call you what he what? said worthless. You know, I tried that approach, Seth, if you remember. You called I sat he, through the first You said what he had was worthless. Okay, don't jump to that. Let's go back to your point. What am I going to jump to? That's what you, you said. said. Then the guy hung up. Whoa, you said... You didn't even hear what he had to say. He went through the first three slides, and I said, make your whole point, and then I'll address it. But no. Everybody said, no, we're going to put the slides up, and you're going to make an immediate comment. 
Okay, what am I supposed to do? Go through forty slides and then let you comment an hour later? No, I mean, but no, if it was supposed to be a, a discussion about things, what I meant about when you go off and was. you start saying that, he, that his work and everything that he had was worthless, when he doesn't think it is, and quite frankly, I didn't think it was worthless either. I, I thought it was a good discussion that we were supposed to be having, and. Yeah, okay. and you don't but, want to deal with it. You don't like the facts that he was giving you, so you call him worthless. There weren't any facts in that. So what do you call it? You call it, what? Was it a, a fiction novel? You know what, Seth? Because you don't agree with it. You think it was fiction. Find the fact in the following sentence. Some guy in 1970 said that there wouldn't be any sunlight. That's not a fact. That's an opinion. Is it a fact that a scientist said it? Maybe. Yes, we it's a fact that, that a scientist, scientist said it. It was published in an article. You didn't like and the fact that the one scientist, a scientist was a biologist. Didn't agree with you, apparently. The one scientist was a biologist. Okay, is that not a scientist? Okay. And if the other guy's an electrical engineer, and you ask him how to do heart surgery just because he's a scientist, doesn't mean he knows. Yeah, and just like Doctor Fauci is supposedly a scientist, I'm supposed to believe everything that he says because that's your guy. Well, okay. at least the guy Dr. had an Fauci article. Studied the guy virus. had an article that was proving his point, and the discussion was supposed to be about climate change. And when you take it another direction and you call his stuff worthless. That's insulting okay. to him, and it's insulting, quite frankly, to this show. Because Seth, he's on here to give his opinion. I and for told you to call him, it worthless is ridiculous. I told it really him more is. Than, uh, yeah, okay. I told him more than once that if all of that stuff was put together, it had no bearing on the stuff we were talking about. So I didn't. It absolutely it had bearing on what was when people in the 1970s are saying that something was going to happen with the climate and it was going to be changing where everybody's going to die. It was a fact that a scientist said it, it was a fact that it was published in an article and you didn't like to hear it. You didn't. You didn't want to hear it. And so now another guest hangs up. Another guest doesn't want to come on the show. If you can't be respectful towards the guest, I don't. what do you want me to do? I mean, it was insulting to him. No, it and I could see it. No, I, gu I, I guarantee you it was insulting to him and other people saw it. I'm sorry if you don't think so, but it was. You couldn't just hear him out without calling his stuff worthless. I didn't think that we were near the end. This is just the beginning of what we're talking about. How can he quit already? It's because the top you, of the third inning. He called his stuff worthless. That what one slide. The he, one... The you, slide. No, not the one slide. What you Did said I say was, anything about the creation of the what Great you Lakes? Said Did was, I say anything about the creation of the Earth's temperature? Did I say anything about the glaciers? Did I say anything about 90% of what he brought? No. What, what you said, I didn't downgrade no, any that's of that. That's wrong, stuff. and you know it. What you said was, if you want me to play it back, I'll, I'll pull the clip and I'll put it on TikTok if you want, where you absolutely said, if I have to sit through 400 slides like this, they're worthless. That's what yes, you said. I do. If I did, all he had to say was, no, that's not what's coming. Not hang up and go home. Either. The stuff that he showed wasn't worthless either. I mean, and, and, and it's insulting. And, I mean, I don't know. I, what school did you go to where you learn how to talk to people? I mean, is, it the, is it the liberal school of talking to people? It's wrong. I mean, it's wrong to talk to people like that. I mean, I don't get that. Forget about the fact that you didn't agree with him. I don't care if you agree with him. The point was you didn't agree with him. I don't like the way you talk to people. I didn't like the way you talked to the flat earth guy and shut him down. I don't like the way you talked to, to Jim. And forget about the fact that he's my friend. He was a guest on our show. And I know that. You, you, and you insulted him. 
I mean, and this is what I, I said to both of you at the beginning of this, before we went on the air, is that I wanted this to be a civil discussion, and you couldn't do it. You couldn't listen to what he had to say without calling this stuff worthless. That could, not all The guy put 40 worthless. slides together, then I had to download them all, and what you did was call his, his stuff worthless within a half hour of him being on. And I don't appreciate that. So I guess, I, you know, we could talk about the Browns draft and no. how great the Cavaliers are. No. I mean, I mean, why would you, you got, You've got the slides. Let's finish the show. You, I'm, I'm going to play a slide. It's not here. <clears throat> I mean. Thank you. The problem is there was no debate. You were shutting down, was. telling him his stuff was worthless. We're, we're just getting started. And you insulted him from the very beginning with this. Well, Not even we a half hour in, he said his, his stuff was worthless. Seth. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I get mad because yeah, I, I am how many too. good guests am I going to have that you run them off? I, I didn't run them off. He ran off. Okay. I didn't chase him this away. This isn't the first time. I mean, okay. how many guests are we going to have on? They two, can insult them. How about anybody want to call that so I can doesn't insult you? Make, doesn't make a majority. Well, okay. It's, it's that simple. We were talking about real stuff. And then as a way out of the bag, it was like, well, look, there's these five guys that said things in 1970 that didn't come true. Therefore... There's no such thing as climate change. And I'm supposed to sit there and go, oh, that's a valid point. No, you don't have to say that. I told the flat earth guy that if you get in an airplane and fly in one direction, you're going to come back to the same place you left. Yeah, the 400 times you called that's him insulting? dude. No, the 400 times you called him dude. And yeah, I could tell you everything that was insulting, but you don't want to listen to it. But it was insulting that, again, you don't have to agree with the guy. But when you call the work that he did worthless, and it wasn't. It wasn't. Work. You know I what? Say the whole work. You, did, I, you said all 400 slides that he has. Or I've had to sit through all these if, are worthless. If, you no. know what? It wasn't worthless to me. I liked some of the slides that he had on there. I and I was interested it. in what he had to say. And it wasn't I worthless said, to half this audience that actually agreed with maybe what he said. I said this it is was worthless to you. No I, no. I said it was the perfect opportunity to get past the things we think divide us and pay attention that's the, to what we really need to do. I mean, half the conversation weren't even talking about climate change. I mean, yeah, we were. You weren't, but yeah, it was. Had slides that were ready to go because you didn't like Mademoiselle magazine. You wanted to shut the guy down. It was a scientist in an article in a magazine. I guess that you don't like. I don't know Mademoiselle magazine. I don't know if I ever bought it. Um, but you. It shut was him a down. biologist that said that there'd be half the Earth's sunlight would disappear. Okay, and is that not a scientist that said a prediction about something that would have to do with climate change? It is. Okay. But for you to call his stuff and the research that he did worthless, I wouldn't stick around and talk to you either. Okay. Yeah, I'm just being but honest. Yet, but yet it's okay to make fun of Dr. Fauci because everything he said was worthless too. I, I didn't say that. I said we can have a discussion about anything. When proof is coming out okay. about stuff, we can talk about it. That guy put a lot of work in and had proof that he wanted to show to the audience, to me, and to you, and you called it worthless. No. That's insulting, degrading, and horrible to do to a guest. I've been on a billion radio shows, and I haven't had somebody say, your information is worthless because I don't agree with it. 
Okay, Seth, would you please stop saying that I said that about his entire body of work? That's what you said. I'll play. I'll pull the clip and put it on TikTok tomorrow so you can see it. That's exactly what you said about his 40 slides that he put together. I said if we had 40 slides of those kinds of things, it would be worthless. And so the it has nothing to do. The let me finish. The, the 15 of them that he showed you to begin with were completely I, worthless. Let me make an entire point. I'm the one that said that is a way to get back on track to the stuff that we were discussing that actually had some valid merit. Yes, and the stuff and that I he said, had not was valid to the argument. That way. Right. The stuff that he had was valid to the argument. They were scientists that made predictions years ago about the climate, about climate change, and it and is so therefore, is. and so therefore, man has nothing to do with climate change. Okay, that's not the argument. The argument was that he showed you proof of scientists back in the day making predictions about climate change that didn't come true. You didn't like the sources that he had, so you called them worthless. Again, that's no, insulting. It it's insulting it to a guess. No, it wasn't him, and it wasn't the sources. It was the people that said them, and it was what was said. Okay, because so somebody again, having an opinion and talking out of their ass is not science. And the stuff that you were presenting is your opinion too. The stuff that you were presenting is your opinion, and he didn't. He didn't agree opinion. with it. He wouldn't call your stuff worthless. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't like that you, you treat people like that. I mean, I I would have hung up too when he said that. I mean, quite frankly, it was just it was rude. So. He was allowed to present an argument. That's what he was trying to do. You didn't He's like the sources allowed. that he came up with. You didn't like the sources that he came up with. You called the stuff that he had worthless. No. Seth. He played 15 slides for you. Yeah. And then and you I, said, and those, and if I had to sit through 40 of these, 400 of them, I think is what you said to quote you, uh, they're worthless. Why do I only get three words and you go back to saying the same thing over and over and over? If and I'm repetitive, I'm sorry. Maybe because you're not hearing it. Everybody oh, else heard it. Well, I uh, am apparently hearing. not. Did you hear yourself when you said it? I said what we're doing, well, those slides would be worthless. They, they weren't them. They weren't worthless. They were a point that he was trying to make to the audience. I didn't think they were worthless. There are people in the audience that didn't think it's they were worthless. It's a big you step backwards that they were from worthless. what we were talking about. It had exactly to do with what we were talking about. It had to do with climate change and people making predictions. Like Al Gore makes predictions about 12 years. We're all going to die. It was scientists back in the day, despite your magazine that you don't like, they were making a prediction in an article and you didn't like the fact that they were wrong or didn't like what no. they said or no. didn't like who they were or no. whatever it is, but you called them worthless and it was horrible. I hate to say this again, but in a discussion about what's going on this planet and how and why and by whom, and whether it's CO2 emissions, whether it's fossil fuels, whether it's nuclear energy, whether it's plastics, whether it's chemicals to grow our food, in a discussion about those types of things, opinions of people that we don't even know in sources that are less than credible as a contribution to a major discussion about that topic, those pieces of information are worthless. I don't think that they were worthless at all. They were scientists. They were biologists. They were whatever you want to call them, but they had a reputation. Okay. What Again, was their worth? 
What, what do you mean, what's your, what worth is yours? You, you're telling me about Bill Gates and what he does in his office when you have no idea what Bill Gates does in his office. What is your opinion worth more than his? It wasn't Why my is opinion. your opinion worth it more than his? It wasn't my it's opinion. I talked about how much farmland he's bought in the last 20 years. That's not an opinion. It is an opinion. You're, no, what, it's not. It's a fact. He didn't give your sources. I mean, he gave you sources. You didn't like it. This guy had slides of scientists that were giving the information. They were scientists, not Google. Thank you, Natalie. Karen, take a commercial break. I'll take a commercial break whenever I want to, Karen. I don't know who you are, but I, I don't know what your problem is. I mean, I could take a commercial break whenever. I'll take a commercial break. I don't even know if I'm going to come back. What separates Triv's Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated intimate space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations 440-238-8830. Triv's in Strongsville. Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran owned and proud. Joe Burdick creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride and patriotism by calling 440-305-2065 and let Joe's flag serve you. 440-305-2065. Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is. The check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires, and the light is still on. 216-470-0170. That's Charlie's Auto Repair. 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. Winter is here, so call Charlie's Auto Repair for snow plowing needs. 216-470-0170. Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again. Right back on the uh, Seth Williams Show with Mike Kosaka. Coming up on Wednesday, we're going to have Tony Masaccio on, where Mike will tell him that the food sucks, and comedian Dave Landau. He is a, a national comedian that Mike will tell him that he's not funny. Um, so we're looking forward to that. I cannot wait for the more insults that come out uh, on Wednesday's show. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, watch the show later, Mike. You insulted him, belittled him and his research. You did no homework and attacked him. That is not the way to have a debate. 
Yeah, good question, Mark. Here's Peter Knapp. Not sure we'll hear this today. Um, Mario wants to know where he can catch the show on YouTube. Um, if anybody would like to call in, I'm going to put the uh, link down here. So if anybody would like to uh, join the show, you can let your comments be known. Karen, if you'd like to call up, you can say whatever you want. Uh, since you're running it now, Karen, the producer, telling me to take commercial breaks, you can call in and, uh, and join us. Friday, Peter was there in Arizona. Yes, he was. So, I mean, I, I guess we're done with the climate change discussion. That was that was fun. Maybe. Glad I, glad I put a lot of work into that this morning. Well, I'm, I'm really sure there, it's going to be wasted. 40 freaking slides. And, and spent you know hours of my morning you know putting stuff together for this. Okay, so I could have a guest come on that you would insult. I have three hundred pages of research here. I don't give a shit about your research. I'll, I'll you know what? Okay. It's worthless. Okay, you know, you can insult me, but I called I'm, his. I'm stuff. only insulting you because of what you did to my friend and my guest. I mean, I'm the one who booked this show. I'm the one who put him on, and he had a lot of stuff that he wanted to say, and he called it worthless. But your 300 pages, I'm sure, are very accurate, and everybody should believe it. Go ahead and read it. I'm, I, I am still here to talk about it. I didn't hang up. I want to hear your 300 pages. Somebody please I, call I in and debate him because I don't want to. Uh, good thing Joe's not listening. He missed a lot. Yes, it would, it would be tough to explain to Joe Burdick everything that happened on the show tonight. Um, but, yeah, somebody call in. I'll tell Mario to call in. Maybe somebody will uh, call in and debate you because I don't. I don't want to do it tonight. But I want you to read your three hundred pages. That's sad. We'll see how much the audience listens to it. No, that's why I didn't read. That's why I'm going to watch the numbers dwindle as you go down your, your three hundred. That's pages. why I didn't read from text from scientific journals. That's why I just condensed it to talking points. You literally read an entire paragraph word for word. Oh so my goodness, an entire it. paragraph. Go ahead and read it. Oh, I read an entire paragraph. I'll sit back and listen to your 300 pages. No, that's not. Or we're going to talk about the Cavaliers. What a great season they're having. I mean, you ran off my guest on, on this one. Whatever you want to talk about. See if he'll come back. I, I don't think that Jim will come back. I'll ask him. Why? Right. I mean, so maybe he has something to say to you. I don't well, know. Maybe. He should. Bill Gates. I mean, I'll I ask think all the rich countries should move to 100% synthetic beef. Eventually, that green premium is modest enough that you can sort of change the behavior of people or use regulation to totally shift the demand. And that's not in some far out liberal magazine, that's from the Epic Times. a respected conservative journal. I'm not going after propaganda. I'm looking at the entire picture of what's going on. My offer to Jim was that we had enough in common to move forward and talk about the real problem if we could just get past the personal stuff that and that's when he decided and turned and said, oh, well, let's go back to this stuff. 16 people in 1972 that made predictions out of their ass. He had 40 slides that were ready to go about different things. 
not just the ones that you decided to call worthless, but he had a bunch. But All right. Somebody and he should have stayed. When you call somebody's stuff worthless and work that they put into it worthless, point, I guarantee you that guy prepared more for the show than you have for 10 of these shows because that's what he was excited about doing. Do you want to bet? He was excited about doing it. started a week ago. Okay. We didn't have the show planned a week ago. Don't lie. It's pretty damn close to a week I mean, ago. I know when I planned the, the whole show. Cartridge. It wasn't a week ago. So it was what? Wednesday last week? It was Thursday. Okay. I, I don't think he's going to come back. But I, I invite anybody that would like he's to. He's welcome to. Mike I to hold no animosity. This isn't personal. It never no was. animosity. Don't call his stuff worthless. Why, why do you do that? Why do you talk down to people? Seth, Look, I, I mean, don't take this the wrong way. That particular I, slide was worthless. You didn't say that. You said all 400 slides of his were worthless. If. So let me go ahead and say if, this. And, and please was don't no take if. offense. Because I, I don't like to be. There was no like, if. I don't like to be like you and, and talk down to people, but I'm going to do it this time. I have met so many liberals that like to just talk down to people and make you feel worthless because you don't agree with their opinion. I, on the other, the first thing you said to me today when we started talking about my trip to East Palestine, and I said to you that, hey, there was a bunch of, you know, that water that Trump dropped off on the side of the road that was at a dealership that people could come pick up. Was it expired water? I mean, what are you doing? If you're going to, I mean, why don't you me. just talk about, why don't you just say that's really cool that the water was there because I saw a line of people that needed water that were there to pick it up. And your response to me, well, was it an expired water? I mean, what do you do? You talk down to people and it's not fair. It's not you know right what? to do. You can talk to people like a normal person. That's really sad. Seth. It may work in comedy. It doesn't work here. That's really sad. What? Because we talked about what you did for five minutes. And after appreciating everything that you did and saying say what I said, I'm not done. Dude, it's I, my you'll turn be to done. go on a You'll rant. be done in a second. I'll tell you that. If you're going to quote me, say it the way I said it. I didn't make a joke and I didn't make light. I asked you if you happened to look because if you had disproved or said or we had evidence that that was a lie, we'd have gone with that as the story. I didn't but say there it was with that no tone story of voice. about that at all. There wasn't anything about it other than I was telling you that there was water to pick up. No, I'm but talking again, about for the show. It, again, I would have blasted it has to do everybody with, that lied you, about you the down water on being everything. You, you, and you were disrespectful I, I, to our I, guests, I, and I don't like that. I don't like. Okay. I just don't. I mean, so that's not why I did that. I didn't talk down to you, and I didn't talk down to anybody else. You talked down to Jim. That's for damn sure. Because if you had proof that that story going around on the internet was a lie, we could have led with that. I didn't bring it up to make fun. Paul is connected somehow, but he's not showing his camera or anything. Paul, if you're trying to call in, go ahead. But I can't get you because it says you're not connected properly. Huh? He probably missed the spare, so now he wants to talk to us. There he is. Hey, Paul. Okay. You're Listen, could I just... Talk. I heard everything that went on. Could I just say that all it did was prove my point? That the media is out to make everybody hate everybody. Even you two guys are yelling at each other. Dropping f bomb. Well, Seth was dropping the F-bomb, not you. But anyways... It's my point is that what Jim was saying and what you were saying, Mike, were being fed. Yeah, you had your credible sources. Jim gave sources that he thought was credible. I thought Time Magazine was a credible source. But what I'm saying is that these sources go out and because they, their opinions, their journalistic integrity has been 
uh, destroyed by their political propaganda side choosing is that you and Jim can make an opinion, a, a, a discussion without hating each other because you're quoting what you think is credible sources when the fact of the matter is they're not because the media has 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 pitted us against each other. I mean, I, I it's, it's obvious. Look, Paul, and I totally agree with what you're saying. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I got you. But my point is, is that you are allowed to pull your sources from wherever you want to pull them. I don't care where Mike gets his sources from. I don't care what he reads. But the point is, is to be respectful in every way that you do it. Jim had his sources. Mike had his sources. You can go whatever direction you want to go in an argument. That's fine with me. It, when it becomes insulting to people that we have on a show as a guest, that's when I have a problem. I apologize for getting upset, but I don't like that. It's the second time it's happened. But you, he wasn't respecting the fact that Jim had his own sources. Mike has his own sources. That's the way an argument that's, works. That's, you can look on Google and find whatever you want to agree with your opinion. No matter which side it's on, you can find your side on Google wherever you want to find it. But you're right. The media does have you by the balls. The media has us by the balls, and they, they are festering hate on every level. And and like I said, I mean, you guys, I've known you guys, oh, my God. How long have I known you guys? Well, All right, a lot of years. Yes, and and I didn't recognize you too. I didn't recognize you. Now, you know, granted, uh, the great Mike Trevisano has gotten into his arguments too, but Mike had always did it for. Uh, I mean, he dug in. He never created an argument he didn't believe in. Uh, sometimes he would embellish how much he cares about a subject <laughs> when he uh, yells at somebody, but generally when. When he's yelling at somebody and calling him an imbecile, we, nobody used that word more than him. It was almost, it was for like entertainment purposes. And uh, the only time I really heard him uh, with the vitriol that I that I, I sensed from you guys was when uh, uh, Carl Monday tried to shut down coats for kids. Yes. <laughs> but, but so, so disagreement is, is, it's okay. It's, Look. it's all right. And what's the, the comment, Mike, that you say about, uh, you can't understand somebody's argument. What's the hell's that comment that you you use uh, with the show about? Until you uh, truly understand your opponent's argument, you don't completely understand your own. Right, and I think that both. If I could offer my opinion without anybody f bombing me, is I thank you for. I think you forgot that for a second with Jim. He was trying to make his uh, argument understood to you. And uh, you were trying to make your argument understood to him, and it's like um, you kind of sort of forgot to listen to each other's argument. Okay. Okay, so and, I know you, you're, you're in Paul, I, and, and Look, I'm not trying to draw you into this, Paul, but the reason that I got as angry as I got is because this is not the first time that he does that. He forgets that well, he came to me with the premise on this show that we're going to try to bring people together, and you have to understand your opponent's argument before you can understand your own. Yet he doesn't do that, and he called what Jim was giving him worthless and i this is the second time we've had a guest on that doesn't want to be on the show but, because of the way that talk to and if you don't try to understand your opponent's argument that then it's not going to work Word. it wasn't jim well, then, then, it's not jim's then you gotta uh, figure it out listen you gotta he's gotta okay you say your point and then he has to chew it around in his mouth and roll it around to to to, to absorb the the taste in it okay but but all i'm saying is is, is that I saw it. Everybody else saw it, but they could see different things. And I, I, 
it's it's. T- I understand what you're respect, saying. disrespect, whether it's a it's a subjective different. Everybody could say something is disrespectful, and other people are like, "That's not disrespectful." I mean, uh, just look at the argument that people have with uh, transgender people teaching in schools. Uh, okay. It's very subjective. It's I mean, Mike was disagreeing with him. L wasn't personal. I and that's what you got to remember too, especially in this business. I was talking about the information and the frustrating part, honestly, was I frustrated? Hell yes. Because I went down on one knee and said, look at what we have here. We have the opportunity and the facts and the knowledge and the resource, because I didn't disagree with anything about the fact that the climate's been changing since day one. I agreed with that. I introduced something else. And then the next premise was, we're both getting played. Oh, and yeah. Oh, definitely. And Because you said you heard it. I went on and on and on about here's the bridge. Here's the offering. This is what I was looking forward to. And instead of exploring that, he turned around and said, let's bring up this. And he went through slide after slide of idiots in the 70s that opened see, them and, up. And, all right, see, and that's exactly what I'm talking about right there. I'm not, not done yet. Sources, idiots. Did, I'm not done you're, yet because they the were. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. The, the idiots, though, Mike, you know how I took it? This is how I took it when you started presenting that stuff. He was making my argument that the media was feeding this to people and they ended up being wrong, but nobody called them on it. So, so they continue the bullshit about 80% of America dying like the claim that they made before, because nobody said, listen, goofballs, you know, you guys are wrong. It's not that bad. All right. Then it's 20 minutes after we got 40 minutes left, 50 minutes left in the show, pick up the phone and said, this is what I meant. And we can go from there. Because it's He's probably if I'd have said anything personal, if I'd have said anything about him, I wasn't talking about him and he's not responsible. And I'll say it again for the idiots in the 70s that talked out of their ass. And guess what? They were all liberals. And they were all full of it. And they were all saying things in the 70s. That you that had made no sense, and between the three of us and him, if he's still listening, all of it was worthless. I was knocking well, every it, it, single it, liberal that he was trying to quote to prove that what they thought was wrong had nothing to do with global warming. And anyhow, I, I think well, that in the, the argument between the, the the climate, you know, your point of view and Jim's point of view, yeah, absolutely, it was worthless. But I think the only person that came out ahead was me because you proved my point before Jim even came on <laughs> is that the, the stuff that the media does is causing people to hate each other. Uh, and it is, it's how it's presented, Mike. Now, now I told you before, you know, you, you get scientists that'll say that there's global warming and there's change and, and I'll get, I'll get the same amount of scientists that say it's all bull crap. And they're both, they both have the scientific pedigree to, to be called credible, but there are, so, but they're, they're, they're being promoted by the media uh, to be called idiots by the other side. Problem is this. So it's just like back in the 70s when we first started noticing garbage and plastic and we really started uh, uh, we really started cl- clamping down on that. The industry got together and invented the word 
recycle. Well, just throw it out. We'll recycle it. And the whole movement went away. And they were lying. They don't recycle plastic. They certainly didn't in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. Now there are a couple companies making selling points out of the fact that this bottle was made out of other bottles. Well, God, it only took 50 years. But my whole point was, and I'll say this again, what Seth and I are trying to do isn't easy. But this is the only damn show anywhere where you can see both sides of the same argument. Everybody else sits at home like bobbleheads and does this because they like what's coming out of the radio at them. And that's the only reason why they listen. And unfortunately, Jim proved the point of what we got to get past. Oh, I don't like what's being said. I'm hanging up. No, all the more reason to hang in and hammer it out. Because even if Seth had said, time out, go to your corner and did his rant. Because the point of the matter is, and I'll say it again, you said you listened to this, Paul. You said you heard the whole thing. It's best I could. What we went to in all those quotes, page after page, of people from the 70s saying everybody's going to die, 900 million, only half the sunlight, and on and on and on and on and on, isn't proof that anything that I was talking about or anything Jim was talking about previously was wrong. Don't you understand, Mike? I I don't understand what, what you don't get about this argument. Because I'm not arguing whether you had facts or he had facts or anything else. My point is that the way you talk to people is wrong. The way that you insulted him was wrong. And I don't want to put up with that kind of stuff. You literally sit there. You've made the point of this show being you have to understand your opponent's argument. Yeah. Completely understand your own. Yet you've never once, when we've had a guest on, looked at their argument and tried to understand it without insulting them. And I don't, I, I don't want to do a show like that. Okay. I just don't. I will say it again. You insulted the flatter guy. Insult you insulted Jim. Jim. I didn't People insult Jim. People heard it. I didn't People insult heard Jim. It. I made a valid point. Okay. Well, I've already put up the comments that people actually agree with me that you insulted Jim. The a way couple. that you talked to him. A couple. Well, there's only a couple people listening because they've all hung up by now. You insulted. The way you talked to him was insulting. He didn't no. try to understand what he was saying. He yes, didn't I care. Did. You called his points worthless. You called his his, his resources, his sources worthless. No, no and I that's didn't. what it is. I called those two slides. You said his 400 slides. If I Seth, I said if like this, we had a discussion and it was based on 400 slides like these two, it would be worthless. It was insulting. That's what I said. And when he plays it back and he realized he took all his points tomorrow, believe me. Yeah. If when he reads it, when he watches it back and realizes that over that comment, he took all his toys, climbed out of the sandbox and went home. He'll be on Monday. Because there's still a lot of stuff to come. And if I could just point out to everybody who's watching you two and have been fans of your show since you started is that they need to remember that this guy over here, he uh, went out with uh, Sam Kennison on tour, right, with the Outlaws of Comedy. So yes. God knows how in the 90s how many unregulated medications he took. And then this guy over here, he worked at WMMS for I don't know how long. So you know he was smoking it up. So personally, I think you guys are, are you owe most of your life to the pharmaceutical company. That's if you ask me. I mean, saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, look, I wasn't smoking as much as you think. Maybe a couple times in the back of the van with a you know, celebrity or something like that, but yeah, not as much as you think. Uh, yeah, but you couldn't handle it. Yeah, that, that is true. Hence the reason I went to talk radio and got my mind straight and worked for the greatest talk radio host of all time. All right, so, and look, I didn't want to make this an argument between me and Mike because when it comes I, right down to it, I really like Mike as a person, but I don't like when the guests that come on this show are insulted. And what I felt like was that the guests were the guests tonight was insulted, like the last time we had a guest okay, on okay, the debate, Mike. Okay, That's okay, all. Mike, Mike, Mike. Yeah, just promise me that you're going to make your point and you're and 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 you're going to preface it with. And I think uh, Dom Herrera did a great comedy routine where he said that uh, you you know the Dagos they like to say uh, but no disrespect you know they'll say right, you right. pug nose mouth but but no disrespect okay so disrespect. maybe you gotta preface it with that I'm saying it right well, now yeah it's on my mind no disrespect to you Jim or your research or all the stuff that we were but those three four slides. And the people in them, not you for finding them, the people in them and what they said compared to the discussion you and I were having, all that stuff was worthless. It was worthless. But not to my argument. Tomorrow. <laughs> I still think I'm the only one who won, Seth. I because do, I it agree. was worthless to Mike's argument and Jim's argument, but it was it was damn perfect to Mike. So I, on that, I, I got to go practice my bowling before the league starts because God knows I need to throw every ball I can. But I love you guys. I hope you get through this. The show's great. Uh, and if you're going to kill each other, do it while you're on the air because oh, the ratings will go through the roof. I, I've learned from the best. Everything is going to be on the air. So. Got to be on the air. Appreciate it, Paul. All right. Take it easy, guys. Later. Thanks, um, well, now it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you're missing the, the entire point of what I was saying to you. You you have this theory about the show and what you want it to be, and I don't think that you practice what you preach. I, I think there's a way to approach your subject and debates with people that I, from now I, on, I, I think was completely no handled inappropriately, to be honest. I mean, if you wanted to qualify by saying, look, Jim, I don't agree with these people that you're putting up here. It's my opinion that these things are kind of worthless. What else do you have to show me? And, and maybe the conversation continues. But the okay. way that you worded it, the way that you said it was insulting, degrading to a guest and a friend. And I, I, I didn't appreciate that. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, if it turned into an ugly thing, then it is what it is. I mean, I, I really don't care. I'm, I'm really Man, sorry. It's not affect my like day, to you know? turn the clock back. But like I said, I in no way, shape or form did I say anything where I was talking to or about Jim. I didn't say a damn thing about Jim. But I, I don't it's think that you fact, practice. I, I, I really don't. I, I really don't. And please, don't take this the wrong way. I mean, you know, you know, I still, still going to come see you when, you, when you do your comedy thing. But you don't practice what you preach when it comes to trying to understand your opponent's argument. You never have. Whenever I brought up Trump from the beginning of the, the inception of the show, you put your head in your hands, you get mad, you start turning red, and you get angry. Whenever somebody brings up an opinion of something that you don't like, you go completely off the rails with something. Because you don't understand their opinion. You don't try to understand somebody else's argument. You want us to convert. And that's not going to happen on this show. There's not going to be conversion. We're not going to all of a sudden start singing songs around a campfire together. We're here to have discussions. And we're going to have arguments. But for you to insult people, I think it's totally different. You can argue without being that way. I mean, that's just my opinion. I'm giving you my opinion. So... <laughs> 
Bingo. Yeah, I mean, how he got, I don't, I, I, for the life of me, don't understand how that ended up in like him. I'm taking my toys and going home. I do. I completely understood it. I really do. Not with another hour and a half. Again, when you, we had just gotten started and he was showing you stuff and already you were saying that his stuff was worthless. And I did not, I didn't appreciate it. And that's what you said. If you want me to play the tape back, I wish I was back in the radio days because I would have pulled the tape by now and I would have played it 50 times for you. All right, I know you, what you said, and so does the audience. The audience knows what you said. Are you telling me that I didn't say if this is what we're talking about, it's worthless? If it's the next 400 slides, the guy put a lot of work into the slides. Yeah, you did say that. That's insulting okay. to somebody. It's insulting to somebody that put a lot of work into it. It's insulting to me who also put a lot of work into it. You didn't want to sit there. You didn't want to listen to somebody, somebody's opinion. You didn't want to listen to it. You didn't want to listen to scientists because they were from the 70s. You didn't agree with them. You didn't want to do that. You can put up whatever paper you want, get some better technology, and so we can actually see what we're looking at. I don't care what you show. I can't see what you're showing me. So you're blocking your face. It wasn't help. It was for everybody watching at home. Like I said, I you know you did forty hours of work to make sure his stuff got on there. You didn't ask me if I had any slides, and I couldn't you, see his stuff. I, you couldn't put a slide together if you wanted to. No offense. I know. Yeah, none taken. Work. I know that. So don't sit there and say I didn't do anything for you. If you wouldn't for me, you wouldn't be on the show right now because you wouldn't be able to pull yourself on it. So don't tell me I don't do anything for you. I do a lot for the show. You, no kidding. <laughs> I'm not insulting you either. Why would you say that then? I didn't do anything for you. I didn't put your research up. You didn't send me any research. Did you ask me to put anything up for you? No. Why would you say that? Because the whole point. What did you ask for? Did you ask me to put anything up for you? No. The whole. Did you take a picture? Did you put it in an email? Oh my God! I've tried to answer your question three times. I asked you, "Am I going to be able to see what we're talking about?" It's like, no, no, this, no. You're going to debate, and this is going to be a big secret. He's got a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's exactly the way that I said it. I said, no. The way that this is going to work is, he has forty slides. I can show you. I even went through some of those slides with you before the show. Do you remember that? No, apparently not. No, you showed me how the screen was going to look. Mary, oh Mary, Mary Jo agrees with you. There's the one. Tell her, yell it down to her. Tell her thank you. Jim, Jim, Jim's not coming back on. I'm guessing. By that guy, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's only Monday. Is Dave Landau promoting an appearance? I believe he is. Yeah, he's gonna be a funny stop. Hey, we got somebody that wants to join the conversation. Chris, how you doing? Oh, God. <laughs> this is fun watching you guys go at it. <laughs> well, you missed the first hour, my friend. I know. So I hear. Yeah. I hear. I hear. I kind of miss some action. I think we're banned from Facebook again. Luckily, we're not on it again. Oh, yeah. Whatever. It <laughs> <Facebook> doesn't matter. <laughs> How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm here. I'm enjoying you guys fighting. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I mean, I don't want it to come to stuff like this. I don't, but I don't like my guests for the second time being insulted and being you know, hanging up the phone. We're saying they're never going to come back on the show again. That's not why I do it. That's not how we get more guests to come on is to have them not want to be here. Well, here I'm, I'm kind of in the middle on this. I could do a show with a bunch of guests. Well, well sure. <laughs> on my own. I, I, so. I think here's, here's my take. And this is my take as not hearing, not hearing what led to it, but I'm going to make a take anyway. 
just All because right. I've been listening to you guys kind of back and forth it. Mike, I'll start with you, Mike, but I'm going to also hit Seth, too. So don't think I'm attacking you only. Um, you just said maybe five minutes ago when Rattle was on that you were clear that you said if this was something, then then it was worthless. Well, in the heat of a heated debate, if if I miss one word, yeah, if that's pretty common. And it's pretty common that to miss a two-letter word in the scope of hearing, anybody's going to hear the one word that really could be deemed as attacking them. So when you said it was worthless or that the slides were worthless or if this is true, then it's worthless or whatever you said that had the if in it, all he's going to hear is the attack version of it because he's already looking at you as an adversary. So Fair. on that level, I think you need to probably pay a little more attention to how you present that your that his point was bullshit. Meaning specifically, if it's a bad slide and it has bad information or whatever, it's just as easy easy to say, tell me how that's true. Then it puts all the emphasis on that person to justify their point. Justify. And, and it doesn't come it does not come with you saying you're a dumbass, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, so there's Fair. that, there's that point. And, and as far as Seth goes, and I've said this to you, Seth, a bunch of times, you can't worry about what the fans say. And I'm you, not worried about what the fans say. I'm worried about what worry I about think. The guests say. You can't I'm worry about, about what the guests say. Look, if a, if a at the guest, end of the day, at the end of the day, the name on it says the Seth Williams show with Mike Jusak. I, I know. And if that, I have but... a guest on that is insulted, and a guest that one now two of them, not just guests but friends, and they're insulted by something that Mike says, I'm going to let them know about it. But the guest has to come into the battle zone ready to do battle, right, and not ready to be wounded. Not 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 coming in as yeah. a wounded duck automatically either. I the totally guest understand. has to have a little thicker skin too. And again, I, I did not see the argument, so I don't know exactly what was said. But even if Mike said, "Hey, you're a stupid fucking cunt," then wow. then too yeah. too bad, you nice know, point. too bad because you came into the battlefield looking for looking for a fight. Look, I won. Explain to both of them that I didn't want a fight on this show tonight. What I wanted neither discussion about a topic. And when people are insulted because their sources, whatever they may be, are called worthless uh, by a host on this show, um, and they're insulted and hang up, uh, I, I that's not advancing no, the cause of the show even a little there. bit. I'm not saying that you're wrong there. What I'm saying is is the overall... I think the overall situation might be wrong. I don't think, I don't think Mike is any more wrong than uh, first caller Jim hanging up is wrong too. You know, I, I think in the scope of things, it probably all gets handled a little easier if, if. And, and look, I, I'm going to say this one more time, and then I'm going to just stop repeating myself because it's just stupid at this point. Sure. But when we go out of our way to put this stupid, and I do mean stupid, phrase on this show saying, unless you understand your opponent's argument, you don't understand your own. If the host of the show who came up with the phrase himself can't follow that, then why is anybody else supposed to follow that? I don't get Therefore, that. you do follow it. 
You don't follow it. You didn't with the Flat Earth guy. You didn't with Jim. And you don't with me half the time. That's why I stopped talking about a lot of news stuff, because you don't try to understand somebody else's argument. I do. It wasn't my philosophy. It was yours. No, I I completely understand that. Just because I can understand something really quickly and jump ahead and go, this is going nowhere, doesn't mean I'm wrong. All right, but hold on. I don't mind being polite. He has no idea where he was going with anything. You have no idea where he was going with 40 slides. Hold on, Seth. Why, why, just because you can jump ahead, would you make the point to jump ahead of the guy trying to make his point, whether it's right or wrong? Yeah, you got to let him make his point completely before exactly. you try to jump ahead. I think because you know as well as I do, when when you start talking over each other, that is the first telltale signs of a fight. Because what ends up happening is then you both start fighting for that position to make your point. Can't argue I, that. I don't know if he's listening or not, but uh, Chris, can you stick around for a minute? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. All right, because I got we haven't taken a break in like forever. I got to take a quick one, and um, I'm inviting but, Jim back right now. Yeah, yeah he's not going to come. Uh, Chris, oh, hang on for me too, please. Okay, right. cool. hang yep. on. Hey, it's Seth from Mario's Barbershop in Parma, seven five two six Broadview Road in the Pleasant Valley Shopping Center, right next to Big Lots. You got to check out Mario, man. Great guy, does a lot for charities, but can perform miracles with hair. He even made me look clean cut. Does my hair, does a great job. Love talking to the guy while I'm sitting there. It's a great place to go. Local business. You got to go to Mario's Barbershop in Parma. Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road. Again, in Parma, Pleasant Valley Shopping Center, right next to Big Lots. Or give them a call, 216-520-1977. That's 216-520-1977, Mario's Barbershop in Parma. Trust Joe's Lakewood Computer at 14035 Madison in Lakewood. They have over 30 years of professional service handling laptop and desktop repair services, virus removal, and data migration, and much more. You can trust them with hardware updates to your computer's memory and hard drive. Call 216-651-3880. Whether you need a simple Windows install or you're interested in the latest computers for gaming, Call Joe's Lakewood Computer at 216-651-3880. This is Tim Elkhorn, radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers for attorney Will Spiegelberg. Will Spiegelberg is not only a name you know, he's someone you can trust as your attorney no matter the circumstance. Will Spiegelberg is an attorney you can always count on. Will Spiegelberg is the attorney you should contact for all your legal work. When you need an attorney, call Will Spiegelberg at 216-233-4240. Attorney Will Spiegelberg, a great teammate. 216-233-4240. Right back here, the Seth Williams Show with Mike Jusilka. Chris Aiken, our guest right now, called in. You're looking good there, man. I'm just laying on the pillow, man, relaxing. (laughs) You got a bum shoulder. Is it getting any better? Yeah, bum shoulder, bum elbow, bum everything. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm as long as look, as long as I'm laying on an ice pack, I'm fine. So <laughs> you know the good thing about this show tonight is that when I posted that you know promoting it that we're going to be talking about climate change tonight, um, as soon as I posted, not even five minutes later, Facebook already put like a banner on it saying, "Well, check the temperature outside in your area, and you'll know that climate change is real." So <laughs> if nothing else, we might get banned for you know. 
the, all the swearing, but not for the climate change stuff because we barely got into that. So. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Look, again, I don't care about arguing a point. And I think that me neither. Maybe Mike is missing the entire point of me being pissed is because I don't care about disagreeing on an argument or on a discussion. But when egos and and that kind of stuff gets in the way and talking down to people that are guests on this show, I know that you said that you know they need to come up with thicker skin, but the word guest implies a different kind of thing. There are guests on this show which means they're welcomed onto the show. It means they're a friend of this show. They're not on here to be put down. They're on here to have a debate, a discussion, lively or not, about a certain topic. But when right. the guest is insulted or talked down to, then that's what I have a problem with. So there is a difference between me and Mike going at it because me and Mike are hosts of this show and that's fine. We know what we're getting into when we start talking about things. But when we invite somebody to come on here, they are not to be attacked and to be put down. So they is this an example? Argument. Is this an example of a true conservative telling <clears throat> a liberal to be politically correct? I didn't get the joke. So I, I don't know. <laughs> Take that one out of your act. <laughs> it's not. It's not an act. Everybody at home got it. I was uh, just I, kidding. Yeah, I, I think. I think it's a matter of being polite, and yeah, you know, I'm not going to be polite to you that. when you're not polite to people that we are guests that we have as a guest on the show. The word guest <clears throat> means something. They're inviting. Yeah, it's our you. show. You should be on my side. You should be telling your guests, "Hey, Fuck listen, go up here and call back." Now, forget that. <laughs> I'll never be on your side about anything other than <laughs> I'll come to you at a bar somewhere doing comedy. Yeah. Nice. But I, I mean, that's, that's my entire point. My entire point is one, you know, somebody, some woman texted me earlier saying, calm down. I'm not going to calm down. It's my show. I can do whatever I want to do. Yeah. But I can't. It's not when it comes to insulting a guest. Do you I'm insult people that come over to your house too? I'm, Do you invite people I'm over? To fuck off! I mean, I don't understand your 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 theory here. Do you literally? I'm asking you a question. Do you I didn't mean to insult them. Invite people over to your house. You bring them in. You have them over for dinner. And when they sit down to dinner, you tell them you suck in your opinions. Get out of here. Is that what you yeah, do? I didn't say that to him. He's a guest. You insulted I him. Get that. But what I said is, well, to paraphrase, I told him. I'm having a great time as long as you are talking eye to eye and out of your mouth. But when you put up slides where you're talking out of your ass, I can't take that the same slides way. Slides are exactly what I'm talking about. His He didn't agree with the slides, Chris, so it's talking out of his ass. That's bullshit to me. No, He's allowed to produce slide. evidence that he, yeah, that he had. You didn't agree with it. You didn't like it. You called it worthless, and he was insulted by that. I would be, too. And quite frankly, I, I am because I put a lot of work putting that stuff together today. I, you're bigger than that. You're smarter than that. It just sounds to me, and again, I did not hear it. Yeah, I yeah. missed the first hour, but it sounds to me like it was. It's more in the how how Mike's disagreement was presented is what set everything off. Is what I, it sounds like to I me. Agree. 
And that was the reason for the mea culpa. And that's the reason why I said there's absolutely no reason since it wasn't personal, since it wasn't heartfelt and said it wasn't anything that impacted his integrity or anything else. I was talking about the idiots that said that stuff 50, 60 years ago, which is why the doors open. And after all of the stuff that we had covered and we're getting to and the potential for the closure of that, I have the door open and would relish an opportunity to pick up and go from there. So I, as far as I'm concerned, we're fine. So come on back in. The well, you can't, well, you can't really say that, Mike, when you had a guest that hung up. He's clearly not fine. <laughs> well, I get that. It usually takes both sides to be fine, I would assume. I get that. that that's usually the way that it works. I don't think that both sides are fine on this one. Yeah, but that goes back to that whole thing about this is where this country went nuts. Well, let's just agree to disagree. Well, that's horseshit because there's still only one truth. Somebody's agreeing to, to just not put up with the fact that they're wrong. Okay, fair, fair enough, Mike, but I'm going to devil's advocate that. If you would have just said it that way, said, you know what, we agree, agree. to disagree on this slide, you'd probably still be on the phone with the guy. Agree. And I'm going to say one last time. My comment was, if we are going to deal with 400 more slides like this one, it will be worthless to the overall debate of what we're talking about. You showed that's 15 slides. That's not what you said. You didn't say like this one. That's not what you said. I'll play the tape back. It'll be on TikTok tomorrow again. Uh, we got a text from a friend. We got a text from a friend of the show. Doesn't want me to say his name. Uh, Mike's ego and inability to listen to others is going to bring all of this down. Oh my! You're going to have to mute his mic when other people talk. Now he's going to walk it back. Mike can't discuss things. He has to talk down to someone until they change their mind or they are worthless. I mean, I wasn't the only one that caught on here. I wasn't the only one thinking this. I, I, I didn't think it was right. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't right when we have somebody on that's here to be a guest on this show. I guess my opinion. Well, it's not my opinion. It's the opinion of a lot of people. Two. You want me to show you? I'll show you the, the, the list. I'll print out the list. I'll put that on TikTok too. See, you're missing the whole point. How are we going to get past this if there isn't some levity or a light at the end of the tunnel? A guest is a person invited. I completely understand. Or somebody that's invited to be insulted and put down. Just my opinion. So I apologize. If I got mad, I did too. How many times have I said that tonight? But I, I certainly wouldn't. If you had somebody on this show that I didn't agree with, I certainly wouldn't treat them like that. Certainly wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. We're we're not covering any new ground. I've said if that was the case. What new ground do you want me to talk? You want to talk about NFL draft? We've got 10 minutes left in the show. What new ground do you want me to discuss? What happened tonight I thought wasn't right. Let's talk about next Monday when he's back on the show. He's not coming back on the show. Why? There's no way he's going to come back on the show. I wouldn't oh come back on the show. Oh, my goodness. Flat Earth guy's not coming back on the show. Jim's not coming well, back on the show. That's different. The Flat Earth guy's different. Come on, for God's sakes. The Earth's not flat. That's why he's so, not coming back. Chris, I just want to let you know that on Wednesday, um, Tony Masashi is going to be on. And once again, Mike is going to tell him that the restaurant sucks. And then Dave Landau <laughs> is going to come on, and Mike is going to tell him how unfunny he is. <laughs> Great. But, I can't wait to, but, I can't wait to have my friendship. But, you, got anything, you got anything to insult Chris with? 
before I say before I say any of those things, I'm going to preface it with nothing personal, but you suck. Okay. You talking you're talking to, to Chris or me? Both. No, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm talking in theory. I'll be all right. I'm just trying to figure out, like, from now on, it seems like for this show, I don't know what we have to do. Do we just talk about, well, I guess we can talk no. about the Cavaliers. We, we need can, to have this we'll kind about the of topic every week. But we can't talk about politics. because We have to south. have this kind yeah. of topic every single week. We can't. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what we're allowed to talk about. We can't have people guests on. Because went to the, people went to the Coliseum. The bread that they got, they didn't go for the loaf of bread. They went to see the Christians and the Lions and the Gladiators. So let's just be Gladiators and tell our guests to be more like Lions and not Lambs. No, I'm not going to have a guest on to insult them. If you want to have a good discussion with somebody, that's fine. I'm. I'm kids Seth and I agree with having spirited discussion I have no problem with that all right I mean we'll be fine and, and if you want to tell me to f off and, and that kind of thing when we're talking politics and fine but you don't do it to a guest you don't call what they did their hard work that they put in worthless okay then I'll tell you what next time we have the situation like we had with Jim I will say oh by the way Seth these slides suck and then it's not personal, and I didn't insult him. We'll be fine. Well, I, I'm glad that you missed the point completely. That's good. I'm just, what is my drinking I tonight? That. I don't know what he's drinking tonight. I'm not drinking tonight. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, went back and listened. Somebody went back and listened. Okay. Uh, he said, if this is 200 of the 400 slides, I'm going to concede to every one of those because every single one of these is worthless. Thank you. That's what you said. Every no, single one if, of these if is they're all the same. Then yes, dude, and you better listen. Small point. You said I'm going to concede every one of these because every single one of these is worthless. Yeah. If it's if that was the point, every one of them made. We had such brilliant stuff leading up to that. <laughs> it was brilliant because it came out of your mouth. No, it came out of his. Because I he brought up scientists that you didn't agree with. You decided to call every single one of them worthless. Okay. So much so much for the neutral observer. Well, but Mike, in, in what world do you think using the term worthless is not going to be perceived as attacking? Okay. It okay, it may have been a little of bit worse. <laughs> Okay. I didn't hear anything of the show. I I didn't hear anything in that comment. If you really truly passionately believe in the argument you're trying to advance, where you just hang up the phone and quit. That's a pretty pussy move. No, what's a pussy move is insulting somebody that's invited to be a guest on the show said, and calling the I facts that they have worthless because you didn't like where they came from. No, so that I'm wasn't sorry about that. It was like, let's get back to the meat and potatoes. That's what you Go said. Feed me I just read you what you said. Parsley. From the same guy that said your ego gets in the way, he's went back and listened. Yeah. If this is 200 of the 400 slides. I'm going to concede to every one of these because every single one of these is worthless. If. You said if the it's rest a, of them are like that, it's a sophisticated every single one of these argument. I can't help it if he didn't get it. 
I read you your quote. You still don't like it. You want to change all. it? I can't change what you said. I get. I wouldn't change. I'm sad. Can I? Is there anything I could say to you that would insult you, Chris? Before we go. Nah. nah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty alligator skinned. Nothing insults me. <laughs> so am I, for the most part. I don't really. See? It ain't gonna bother me. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch now. I definitely have to go back and watch that first half. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> of course, it is tagging, but why not? Why not debate it? Thank you. Just keep going. Keep going. I'm gonna keep going. I'm going to keep asking guests to come on. When they tell me no, I'm going to say, well, sorry. You know, we like to attack people when they come on. I don't know what that was. That was weird. But thanks for coming on, Chris. I'm sorry that you had to be a part of this. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow at the end of every day. God That's willing. what's coming. Hopefully I'm really show. optimistic about it. Seriously. I got faith in the people that we talk to and the ability of people to sit there and comprehend two things at once. And we got people on both sides that are sit that sometimes they call and go, hey, good point, Seth. And sometimes they call up and go, hey, I agree with Mike for a change. And that is planting the seed. And I, I will I'm, say this again. There I'm is looking nobody, the nobody. <laughs> Doing what we're doing, still, so that's worth. Yeah, yelling and screaming at each other, insulting guests. Nobody's doing that. Oh please, <laughs> please. There we God go. Look, that's what I'll start doing. When, whenever we start booking guests, I'm gonna start out with the guests when I talk to them on the phone and say, "Look, thank you. You're going to possibly be attacked, um, so just be aware." Yeah, I and usually they can decide whether they want to come on. Some of the places I go to, I have to pay extra for that. All right. Well, thanks, Chris. And uh, God willing, I guess we'll talk to you Wednesday when uh, or Wednesday we'll have Tony Masashu on. We'll see if uh, everything's all right there. Hopefully, don't run him off. Uh, hopefully, don't run off Dave Landau, comedian. Nah, he's nah. going to be on. I'm sure he's nah. a very funny guy until Mike tells him he's not. But um, thanks, everybody, for listening care. tonight. He knows he's funny. Yeah. Well, not until you get a hold of him. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens Wednesday. Night. We're on a roll. <laughs> We're on a Kaiser, dude. We're on a Kaiser. Yeah, we'll we'll see you. Hey, it's Seth for Smoke and Rock and Roll Food Trucks. You got to check them out, man. The food is just unbelievable. Mac and cheese is fantastic. The brisket, everything else is just to die for. You got to check out Smoke and Rock and Roll. 605 Clay Parkway in Bay Village. You can give them a call, 216-539-2239 to book a food truck. Uh, you know, Find out where they're going to be at. They're going to be all over the place, Come there, especially when the spring and summer hits. It's unbelievable food. They win awards all over the place. Run by my good friend uh, Billy Morris uh, and his friend Todd. They're good people, and they make great, great food. you got to check it out. Smoke and Rock and Roll. Smokeandrockandroll.com. Guarantees and Signs has become your complete one-stop sign shop. Call Jimmy at 216-299-9344. Their friendly and professional staff can and will help you build your company brand and identity from start to finish. One-stop means you get a complete package from one location. Custom logo design, vehicle graphics, banners, t-shirts, storefront marquees, and so much more. Aaron T's and Signs, 4883 Turney Road. Call us at 216-299-9344. Hey, it's up for Audio Bay Studios in Bay Village. And now if you need a podcast done... 
you got a band, you got to record some stuff. Audio Beta Studios is the place to go. Train technicians, uh, good management there. I'm telling you, Audio Beta Studios has helped me out tremendously with my podcast. You want to go there, Audio Beta Studios, 605 Clay Parkway in Bay Village. It's right next to, or in the same building, I should say, as Smokin' Rock and Roll. Some of the best barbecue food trucks in town. The best barbecue food trucks in town. Tell me, you got to check out Audio Base Studios. I know the guy, Chris Aiken. I know the guy, Billy Morris. They're good people. They take care of you. Audio Base Studios. If you got a podcast that you want to start recording, Audio Base Studios in Bay Village is the place to be. 605 Clegg Parkway. Give them a call. 216-713-0066. That's 216-713-0066. 